0: Welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. Tammany Hall,
1: but for 2022 ghosts.
0: Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm so excited to be to be back in there. We took a nice little holiday off.
1: We did. I want to flag that Thoroughly Modern Millie. She was singing about 1922. That was 100 years ago.
0: Oh, my word.
1: Now we're in 2022.
0: Jeez, Alou. We took a holiday break. Uh, and while we were away, COVID came.
1: Yeah,
0: it did. <laughs> I mean, he has been here, but he was like, oh, hey, y'all. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, um, it's like the Grinch. He took the bamboozles, <laughs> the hodgepodge. The hodgepoozles. The hodgepoozles. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, today we have a very interesting setup. We are recording in a different space, mm-hmm. so we may have a little bit of an echo. We don't know, um, but we're socially distant today. Yeah. We took rapid tests. I have my my negative rapid tests in front of me.
1: Yes, we compared our favorite rapid test uh, methodologies. <laughs> you know, you the- know, do you prefer the one that's like a lollipop or the one that's almost like a pregnancy test, except instead of peeing on it, do you have to, like, get your snob yeah. juice? Oh.
0: Uh, the consensus was a lollipop. It just, it's mm-hmm. cuter in the end. Yeah um and so um
1: way easier to do one-handed
0: way easier to do one-handed so we're hoping that you all um uh, are also taking the same precautions it's been a crazy couple of weeks um you, you all know you're all listening to this the first week of january and we've all experienced this omar concert and so hopefully that you're staying safe you're staying healthy um you know just taking care of yourselves and each other as yeah. always um it is a new year. It is. I just We just released the, the top five most listened to episodes of, of the show. And
1: what are they, Adam?
0: Well, you know, I, I do want to say it was a tight race.
1: Yes, we had some bets going. It You
0: know, we did because for a while it was going to be one thing. And when I first made the list or started making the list, it was beginning of December mm-hmm. and this list was entirely different.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Not entirely, but like... Pretty different. It was a little different in terms of placement and like... And whatnot. And so I want to say that in. I want to give an honorable mention Mm -hmm. to our to our girl, Olive. Yes. Because she put up a good fight. She did. She tried her darndest. All Olive wanted was to make it to make it to the end. But she fell just short. And so in sixth honorable mention place mm-hmm. is episode 12, The Death of Olive, Thomas and the Haunting in the um Theater.
1: Yes, but much like the child to whom she gave a seat, she gave her seat to. <laughs> That's a deep cut for <laughs> you.
0: You know if you listen to the episode. You know you, you, know you listen to the episode. This is Olive. a quiz,
1: everyone. Olive gave a
0: booster seat to a child. Um, <laughs> number five, fifth place, episode eight. 18, The Witch of East Hampton, Long Island.
1: Goody garlic. Goody garlic. Just means that people want to see if I'm a witch.
0: That was really it. They were like, I wonder if Christina's a witch. We should, we should and check all it
1: out. those things came out. Yes, witch. <laughs> yes, Definitely witch.
0: witch. Um, in fourth place, episode 16, The Disappearance of Theodosia Burr. Mm. Good episode. Would like
1: some theories from you all.
0: We have our favorite theory. Theodosia went crazy. But Who knows? Maybe Person- there's another one. Personified by Christina and Anhalim. Very,
1: very pleased with that.
0: Episode uh, in third place, episode two, the abduction of Linda Cortile, which this is the big the big the big shocker. So episode two was second place for most of December until the last three weeks where it got ousted.
1: It was second place for most of our history of this podcast. It was like consistently
0: And then all of a sudden from out of nowhere. Like a
1: Phoenix from the Ashes.
0: Epis, second place, episode 17, The Merchant's House Museum. Yeah. Which is cool because of that weird, the weird EVPs.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm not scared. Uh, <laughs> I hate it so much.
0: And in first place, the OG, yes. the original, the pilot, episode one, Murder at Manhattan Well, which yeah. is still being streamed. We still get streams for, for, yeah. for that episode. So over. we've
1: got two two Hamilton, two, uh, well, I guess two Aaron Burr, really. Uh, episodes
0: two bur- on there. Two episodes, two Yes, because it's not a Hamill thing.
1: Right, right. It's a burp. It's a burp. It's a
0: it's a burp thing. <laughs> um, and so um, so thanks for listening in, everyone, for this past year. We have only been on the air for six months. Yeah, but in those six months, we've gotten some great listens, and we're only growing. Um, Six it, months,
1: 25 episodes. Not bad, not, not
0: bad, not shabby. Not too shabby. Yeah, there's episode 25, so not too shabby. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, you know what to do. You head on over to patreoncom NY Mystery Machine. We have two amazing patrons, patrons, patrons.
1: patrons
0: uh and and jordan
1: and rebecca. and rebecca
0: and so um we thank them and we hope that you'll join us in this new year in our patreon we have a lot of cool stuff coming up a lot of mini episodes that we're going to start recording just to, to have ready so um be sure to check us out um also i know there's a lot of pre- we haven't seen we haven't been on the show in a minute in a minute so there's a lot of little announcements but um, Spotify, for those listening yes. to you on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify right now, Spotify started doing uh five-star rankings, right? You can right. rate the show, not ranking, ratings. You can rate the show now. So if you're listening to us on Spotify at this very moment in time, just go to the show page mm-hmm. and there's a little little star spot and you just click it and you click five stars.
1: You might have to update your Spotify app.
0: Could be. um. But And you have to listen to a full, you have to listen to the episode on Spotify. Right. But- if you don't listen to us on Spotify, listen to us on iTunes, you should have already given us a five-star rating. And if also not, a review. What are you doing and even? also a review, because you can do that on iTunes. Right. And if you're feeling really generous, if you listen to like 15 seconds of the show on Spotify, you can rate it on Spotify too. So hey, rate us everywhere. This this is our year. 2022. This is our year. Is our year. I feel like
1: that's bad luck. I feel like we shouldn't be allowed to say that. Oh.
0: It's gonna be a bad year no matter what. True. So let's just let's just lean in.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm just going with the curve. <laughs>
1: All skin, right. It's okay. Going with the ice.
0: Um, speaking of bad news, <laughs> fun stories today. No, today we have a fun, a, a fun little tale. Um, I'm taking a super back in time for 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 the episode today. Where,
1: when are we when when are we going? Not the question is not what is it from um, Inspector Space? <laughs> <laughs> the question is not where, but when. No, it's not.
0: Come comes Inspector Space Time. We have we have in the time or. The space <laughs> but there's another one saying not what are you doing
1: but when, when?
0: are we doing when
1: are, when are we doing um
0: we're at the we're starting at the infancy of our nation oh we're going all the way back to 1765 Ooh. Ever Ooh. take a little bit of a tour but a little,
1: little pre yeah pre the beginning of our nation. We're we're talk- still british
0: yeah, today we're talking about the Morris Jumel Mansion oh. um, The famous mansion, one of the oldest buildings in Manhattan That, that rests uh, in Washington Heights Ooh,
1: um, which probably was like countryside Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And we'll get into a little bit of, of all that um, If you are a Hamilton fan um, and you listened to Lynn manuel Miranda talk about his writing of Hamilton, you would have known that he had spent some time in this building uh, writing some music. And we're going to learn about why he was in that building in a bit. But um, the mansion was originally built in 1765 as the mm. home of former British officer, British Army officer Roger Morris.
1: Hmm.
0: Morris and his wife, Mary Philip Filippsi Filippsi.
1: I'm going to say Filippese, the Italian. She was not Italian.
0: We're British loyalists. And so um, Roger fled back to England at the start of the Revolutionary War. After he fled, the house was confiscated. Confiscated. That's the word. Confiscated. (laughs) Confiscated. Confiscated.
1: Confiscated.
0: Confiscated.
1: Confiscated.
0: After he left, the house is confiscated, along with other loyalist properties by the commission of um, forfeiture. And following... His uh, defeat in the Battle of Long Island, 1776, George Washington marched up to that spot on what would eventually be called Washington Heights, which was the highest point in Manhattan. And he would set up his camp there.
1: And He set a flag down and said, this is Washington now.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, he would set up his headquarters um, because, again, it was the highest point in Manhattan. It was a good spot. Um, He had lost so much uh, in New York already. Mm -hmm. and So. Uh, that is where he set up camp for a while. During his stay there from September 14th to October 20th, 1776, Washington made note of his experiences there. Uh, it is claimed, without foundation, of course, by those with the romantic inclination mm-hmm. in their hearts, that Washington not only selected this house because of location, but also because Mary Phillips, Phillips uh, had been a love interest for him for 20 years before. Oh! little... Little saucy.
1: When was he? When was he married? Was this like a, a oh, I, an illicit? I don't know
0: if it was. If, if, if maybe it maybe was just a crush. It's mm. just a little crush. Mm-hmm. Is just Costa. a Washington crush. <laughs> um, uh, now it's all speculation. It has nothing to do with the story. Right. In fact, I like it though. In fact. None of those characters have anything to the story.
1: It's fine. It's important. I think it's important. People who
0: built the house? Nope. Washington? Not really. Oh, None of this, okay. this is a story. Because the real stuff happens in the next chapter of this house. All right. Um, But it's an old house. house has lots, lots of history. Yeah. And you know what old houses bring? Fucking ghosts. Ghost stories. <laughs> uh, but we'll get there. So after the war, the house would become a tavern called calumet hall hmm. it was popular it was a popular stop around the albany post road uh, that was a road used for mail delivery connecting new york city and albany hmm. along the east side of the hudson river and in 1810 the mansion was purchased by a wealthy french merchant named stephen jumel Ah, jumel bought uh, brought with him his former mistress whom he married um her name was eliza bowen jumel he remodeled the house to a popular federal style of the time, adding columned porch, uh, redecorating the interiors. And at one point, Stephen and Eliza were among the wealthiest families in all of Manhattan. They planted mm-hmm. vineyards of Bordeaux grapes that still run wild in the neighboring what? High Ridge Park. You can still see their original Bordeaux, what? Uh, Bordeaux I grapes. I didn't know there
1: were vineyards. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now let's take a moment to chat about Eliza because she's going to be the ma- major player in this. Okay. Um, Eliza was born Elizabeth Bowen in Providence, Rhode Island, on April 2nd, 1775. She had two older siblings John Mary. Mary was called Polly. Don't know why. <laughs> Eliza's mother, Phoebe Kelly Bowen, worked from a young age as an indentured servant. Her father John Bowen was a sailor Hmm. by the time Eliza was seven she and her mother were living in a brothel along with five other women because their parents were unable to support them Eliza and her sister Polly were living in a workhouse Hmm. from there she was uh, indentured to a sea captain and his family after the parents deaths of yellow fever they both died of yellow fever the young Eliza moved to New York and changed her name to Eliza Brown Uh, there she became an extra at a local theater And during Mm -hmm. the early years of the city, she may have also found work as a domestic servant. Eliza met the wealthy French Haitian merchant, Stephen Jumel, on April 9th, 1804, and married him. Now, uh, a 1981 New York Times article uncovered a little tidbit about that marriage.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And it shines a certain little bit of light on Eliza. The marriage was apparently quite tumultuous. Oh. And that's because... um, It was a marriage of not really um, uh, agreement. Both of these people didn't really want to be married to each other. Oh. Um, In fact, during this time, Eliza was also encouraging rumors that she was George Washington's child. And it's said that she actually tricked Jumel into marrying her by pretending to be stricken by a terminal illness and naming matrimony as her dying wish. Oh, damn, Eliza. She would like sit up in her fancy bed, combing her, brushing her red hair um, and pretending to be ill when she was not ill at all.
1: Wow. She's a ginger then,
0: eh? She's a ginger then, eh? Now, the couple would be traveling between New York and Paris over these years, but it was truly interesting how different their lives were in each country. Mm. When they traveled to Paris, the Jumels claimed to have been acquaintances of Napoleon and Josephine Bonaparte. Popular and well-liked in certain groups, mm. obviously in other groups, not, not much. so much. Um, but in New York, they were shunned by high society. Mm. Um, she was also confronted with the cruel rumors that she had worked as a child prostitute in her mother's brothel. Mm. So, not great. Eliza was reportedly kicked out of France in 1816 for riding a carriage study with Napoleonic emblems mm. in front of the Tuileries uh, and shouting abuses at the French king. <laughs> She would eventually be let back in, but in 1822, Jumel would sail back to America without her husband, but with his power of attorney, which she then used to make significant real estate acquisitions, shore up their already considerable wealth, making her the richest woman in the United States of America.
1: Wow. She's a go-getter. She's
0: a baller. Yeah. A little little, little crazy.
1: A little crazy. A little manipulative.
0: Yeah. Because she married this man literally for this power attorney. Right. And then- in turn, made some great decisions. Yeah. Some, some good business
1: like acumen. In between shouting insults at, you know, Napoleon.
0: And uh, she became the richest woman in the United States of America. That's
1: impressive. Nice. That's impressive. That's impressive. Jumelle
0: didn't return to New York until 1828. Mm-hmm. It was also at this time that she was rumored to be having an affair with a certain person who is now making his third appearance oh. on our podcast. Almost like you knew in your core, a foreshadow Mm. because that's right, he's a lawyer, he's a murderer, he's a treasonist, and he was the vice president. You guessed it, Aaron Burr. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Burr, sir. It's
1: like the SNL Five Timers Club. Oh, he's at three times.
0: This is my trilogy to Aaron Burr. Nice. We, we covered his career yep. defending in episode one. We covered his, um, his his the loss of his daughter after he killed Hamilton. Right. And started his own tried to start his own nation. And now we're going to we're actually going to be focusing on the, the, the last end of his life. Wow. For a little bit.
1: I just really want to acknowledge for a minute that I am so chuffed, surprised, delighted. I'm not really sure what the word is that he tried to start his own nation. I missed that bit of history. In school. What a fool. Yeah. So, Stephen
0: Jamel died in 1832. Mm -hmm. Now, the exact cause is quite unknown. However, the reports are a little bit shady. Did Eliza murder him? Well. Oh, man. Some have him dying from pneumonia. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about the pneumonia case is that there are literally no records of of him having pneumonia. No doctor records of, of a visit to him. Now, granted, this is the early eighteen hundreds, mid eighteen hundreds.
1: Right.
0: He wasn't at a ho- he could have not been to a hospital, but certainly,
1: you usually some... get like a letter, like a "My dear sir, I'm on my deathbed with the consumption." But none of that. Hmm.
0: Another theory is that he sustained injuries in a carriage accident. Okay. Um, again, not a lot of evidence rolling around, and I've done some digging. Mm-hmm. But the most popular theory is that Eliza had set up his death. Mm. And she'd done this by placing a pitchfork oh. in their darkened basement. With no light, Jumel tripped and plunged into the tool. Oh! Furthermore, he didn't die from that. Oh! Furthermore, it is rumored that Eliza had ripped open his wound dressings after the incident and watched him bleed out to death. Oh! Oh. Years later, a local medium claimed that Eliza had actually buried her husband alive.
1: Yowza. I find that the least likely. I
0: don't know. It's the the most spoken about.
1: Really? The the burying alive? I'm just thinking that she's a society lady. She wants to use his money and do a thing after, right? She wants to live large and it's hard when you've met man- your your husband had this tragic accident and you immediately were like well I'm just gonna drag this body over here nobody look here I'm just gonna cover it up in the backyard well don't you have like a like a like a funeral and do the sobbing mystery like sobbing lady of the house thing well you know that
0: that that could be it but you know Eliza was a little busy
1: She was a little busy she she was a little bit getting getting
0: a little busy getting busy <laughs> oh hey because um <laughs> because um <laughs> And it, with no record of his actual death, no doctor to, to, to treat him. Right. None of that. And at the age of 70, Stephen Jumel was dead and Eliza, now the richest businesswoman in the United States, was free to marry whomever she wanted. And you can bet your bottom dollar that was going to be her lover, the former vice president Aaron Burr. Do you think
1: that's why she killed her husband? Like she was just tired of it? She wanted to murder him, get his money and and marry Burr? Who's that?
0: Yeah, mm, okay. I got you. You ready for it? Here I'm it ready. Is. I'm ready. I'm ready. Burr was 77 at the time. Oh. They married in the front parlor of the mansion. And the motivation for marriage was very much a two-way street. Burr was clearly marrying her for her wealth mm-hmm. as she was having a difficult time recovering from the conspiracy accusations and exile hmm. He was reportedly dependent on friends for financial support. Mm. And Eliza wanted to be a big fucking deal in high society. Yeah, She was the richest woman in the world, but still people didn't give a shit about her. And so Uh. perhaps marrying the former vice president, perhaps uh, the esteem that may come with that, mm, taking your long shot. Right, on right. That would and
1: help. the notoriety. I mean, like he's sort of infamous. Like, she's she's willing to dance with the devil, so to speak.
0: But the marriage failed mm. to improve either of their standings. Mm. Uh, a year into the marriage, Eliza would file for divorce, which was legally granted three years. Three years later, on September 14th, 1836. Wow. The same day that Aaron Burr, after several strokes, died in the care of his cousin on Stein Island.
1: So she, why bother at that point? I guess she didn't know if that was going to be granted. But why did it take so long?
0: I don't know. That's
1: weird. Also didn't know he died in Staten Island.
0: He did. And so Madame Jumel claimed that Burr had tried to liquidate her fortune. Mm. Um, and I think that in this divorce, there was a chance that she would somehow lose some of that money if, in uh, case he didn't die. right. Um, he would still gain some of that money because oh. she had the means. Still no prenub.
1: Right, right, right. Um,
0: but, you know, she did the smartest thing she could to protect her assets. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you want a great lawyer and someone who's really solid at defeating a burr, mm. you know who you hire? I you hire a Hamilton.
1: I was going to say, I would say a Hamilton. You but... hire
0: Alexander Hamilton Jr. who defended her and won that case. Damn. And in the end, Hamilton 2 per 0. <laughs> wow! Oh, ouch!
1: <laughs> oh, that's so horrible. I mean, I, maybe I don't Bird dies. Like,
0: basically penniless in Staten Island.
1: Damn.
0: Um, and Hamilton Jr.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Does it again?
1: That's that's. It's a Oh boy! It's oh boy! Rough. That's really like rubbing salt in the wound.
0: Now, Eliza had started to call herself the widow of of the ex-vice president of the United States and started to be a little bit of um, a crazy person in society, Um, often shouting at people near the building, often having dreams of grandeur, really trying to to find somewhat of her... Standing. Yeah. in Society. Um, but she would also be linked in another story. I'm realizing that so much of this type of episode mm. is like this is a heavy history. Well, we're going to get to some paranormal shit in a little bit. But you guys know sometimes you got to go heavy that on history is, yeah. and a little bit lighter on the mystery. And today is one of them episodes. But this is a, certainly an interesting tidbit. I love about this because she was linked to another story. In 1841, Eliza met and hired Ann Hamilton Northup to work in the mansion as a cook. Northup was a free woman of color and wife of Solomon Northup. Solomon was born a free man in New York, but in 1841, he was kidnapped and sold into slavery in the South. The details of his tragic events are retold in his memoirs, 12 Years of Slaves. During Solomon's time as a slave, Anne and their three children worked and lived with the Jumels. Anne and her daughter, Elizabeth, worked in the mansion along Anne and Solomon's son, Alonzo. A second daughter, Margaret, was sent to live with Eliza's relative, Mary Chase, in Hoboken, New Jersey. According to the Morris Jumel Mansion, it is believed that Eliza may have assisted Anne in her efforts of freeing her husband from slavery.
1: Wow. That's fascinating.
0: Now, Fabulously Wealthy. Yeah. Eliza lived in this giant house as a recluse, right. gradually falling into dementia, hence the, the screaming Screaming, get off fits. my lawn,
1: and the, the Mrs. Havisham-esque behavior. Yeah.
0: She was said to have walked the hallways and chambers of her mansion, uh, her hair unkempt, her clothes soiled, taunted by the tortured souls of her past lovers. Mm-hmm. She was said to be barely seen, but when she was seen, it was a ghostly vision. Her white dress, tattered and sullied, um, walking as a stranger in her own home.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Very she, Mrs. Havisham energy.
0: She died alone in her house in 1865 mm-hmm. at the age of 90. Mm-hmm. But would that be the last we hear of her? Or has her ghost taken a residence? I'm
1: going I'm to place a bet on the ladder. We're going to take a break. And when we
0: come back, we're going to check in with some strange occurrences that have happened in this mysterious home.
1: Mysterious. We'll be right back.
0: The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you.
1: That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing.
0: By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more.
1: Head to www.patreon.com slash NYMysteryMachine to find out more and become a patron.
0: That's www.patreon.com slash NYMysteryMachine, and join our ever-growing community today.
1: So you listen to our podcast, which means you must love mysteries.
0: But how would you like to solve your very own mystery?
1: Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episode boxes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. You'll use these clues to solve an ongoing murder mystery.
0: Work solo or as a team of sleuths to finally crack the case and reveal the murderer.
1: So do you think you have what it takes to hunt a killer? If so, head to www.huntakiller.com and use the code NYMYSTERYMACHINE for 20% off the first box.
0: That's www.huntakiller.com and the code is NYMYSTERYMACHINE.
1: Sign up now and begin the hunt. Pow, pow, pow.
0: All right, we are back, um, and that was a little bit of the history of Eliza. Um, she had a rough go.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, basically, I'm pretty positive she murdered her husband.
1: That's yeah. I'm, I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Murder oh. her husband. Um, the pitchfork.
0: Put the and put the final nail in Aaron Burr's coffin. <laughs>
1: oh God. With the Hamilton.
0: With a Hamilton. Yeah. It was a lot. So the house was purchased by New York City in 1903 from the owners at the time, the Earls, with the help of the Daughters of the American Revolution. Mm -hmm. It was converted into a museum run by the Washington Headquarters Association, Mm -hmm. formed by four chapters of the Daughters of the Revolution. The museum opened in 1904 and was renovated and refurbished in 1945. Mm -hmm. The house is owned by the Parks Department, um, the Department of Parks and Recreation, and is a member of the Historic House Trust. Mm -hmm. Um, during the time of renovation, there are there are rumors and rumblings of
1: spirits. That's why you never renovate anything because it kicks that stuff up. Yeah, there
0: there are rumors of of um, ghosty figures, sounds in the house. Um, as they created the house, they were trying to preserve the past. And fortunately for them, Eliza was very meticulous about her house, meticulous mm. about keeping records. So they're able to kind of like really make sure the house is in a good spot. So like, by creating it as a museum, still maintain the integrity of the actual house itself. That's cool. However, mm. um, while doing this, it did seem to perhaps disturb some of the creatures. Um, construction crews reported um, eerie sounds and many nights um, deciding to not stay late into construction for the fear of seeing uh, ghostly apparitions that would um shout at them oh. uh, while they were doing their things to get out of the house.
1: Even in death.
0: Even in death. Get, get off, off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but it wasn't until the 1960s that the, the mansion really started seeing its its height of, of hauntedness. The staff started uh, experiencing these bits of the paranormal. One visitor insisted that he had run into a Hessian on the stairs. Oh. Now, Hessians refer to the approximately 30,000 German troops hired by the British to help fight during the American Revolution. Mycenaries. So, so could a Hessian have made its way to the headquarters of Washington? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? yeah it's yeah. very likely, um, whether that be as um, a, captured, mm-hmm. a captured soldier for a thousand reasons. Yeah. The evidence uh, of it kind of being this was the guest being very specific about the garb that the soldier wore. Oh. He said that there was a blue coat with a sash across the chest mm-hmm. and most particular was a pointed helmet. Which, if you Google Hessian right now... Gonna,
1: I am going to Google Hessian right now. You
0: will see that the uniform of Hessian, um, for the most part, is a blue outward coat with different colors on the inside representing the different place of your your ranking, either red or green or yellow. Um, but their chest has a bit of a sash-type feel, like a thick white kind of sash thing. And the top, most notably, has kind of a crowned helmet. Hmm. Uh, if... Familiar If you're familiar with, you know, know, Christian kind of feels to it, it looks very much like a miter, like something a bishop would wear, Mm, mm -hmm. Um, but it's kind of closed in, and that would be their helmet. So it's very specific.
1: Google is also telling me that the headless horseman, a Hessian.
0: There it is, the headless Hessian.
1: Headless (laughs) Hessian. The The (laughs) Hessian. In
0: 1964, a group of public school children were waiting on the front lawn to enter the house for a tour. Hmm. As they waited, the children claimed that a woman had come out of the narrow second-story balcony. She looked down and said, "My husband is very ill. You have to be quiet. Shut up." Oh. The curator emerged a few seconds later, and the kids told her what they saw. And she goes, "You guys, no one's in, no one's in the house. No one lives here." And they're like, "No, we are sure we saw this." Um, the children went inside the house. And when they saw a red-wigged mannequin Dressed in Madame Mm. Jumel's yellow and black lace tea gown They all started to shriek That's her, that's her Um, The curator was like, no That's not a real thing Um, You're just, you're seeing things Maybe you, in fact, you saw this mannequin And that's what you thought But as it continued down the tour They would come across this huge portrait of Madame Jumel And they would say, no, 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 that's her That's the lady who came out and told us to be quiet
1: interesting it's always kids kids and animals
0: at the time uh, in the 60s a curator um, actually wanted to get down to brass tacks figure out what was happening there were also accounts of their staff seeing ghostly apparitions Mm -hmm. hearing things creaks and all these types of things and so if you're living in the 60s 70s 80s even and you want to get in touch with the paranormal who do you call
1: Ghostbusters.
0: If only. You call our favorite ghost medium. Oh. You know him from The House of Death in episode 10. You'll know him if you know anything about the Abneyville horror. That's right. Hans Holzer hey. is back on. Uh, we have a lot of welcome backs to this episode.
1: Seriously. I was going to say. Hans
0: Holzer was called in to do a series of paranormal seances. Um, He was most famous for the Abneyville Horror House. Mm -hmm. We talked in in length about him coming into the House of Death in episode 10. Um, If you haven't listened to the episode 10 episode, I suggest you go do it. Um, A lot of Holzer in that one. So, the first of the seances held in the Morris Jumel mansion, um, contact was made with some spirits. Mm. None were Eliza. But there was a bit of unrest in the house. Holzer felt the energy, and with that, decided to come back for a second seance. The second time, there was still no Eliza, but this time, there was someone of notoriety who he was able to connect with. He contacted Stephen Jamel. Oh. Jamel shared that his wife, Eliza, had indeed ripped the bandages off from his pitchfork wounds and watched him bleed out. Now, it's important to know, you'd say to yourself "Did we got the story from the seance story. No. Oh. We got this, the original story about the death came from just soci- society's ladies around town
1: oh, talking about so it. So around the time of the death, they were yeah. like, oh, did like, you
0: hear? I heard that she killed, I don't know why there are southern bells, <laughs> I heard <laughs> she killed a husband with a pitchfowl. Oh,
1: the vapors! And
0: they buried, that she buried her down below the ground. I don't know that if that was that <laughs> one. It's nowhere near as good as last, last. No,
1: no, I the, think you should say it like the a society colonel, the colonel southern gentleman. <laughs> I said
0: that, uh, <laughs> perhaps that she, uh, she, uh, she stabbed him with a pitchfork <gasps> and then buried him in the ground for the worms and all the earthly insects to take a hold of his flesh.
1: Who knew that there was a Southern <laughs> attorney gentleman just, you know, buried deep within your soul?
0: Sam had mentioned that it's, um, it's, it's, uh, Pierce Hawthorne's father. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. That is what that <laughs> is. Yes, It's a
0: community reference for y'all. Um, Furthermore, the spirit of of Stephen Jamel continued telling him that he was indeed buried alive. As you mentioned earlier, this Ooh. was a medium experience that we learned that he was buried alive. Yeah, was um, there's no word on where, and there was never an attempt to actually find or recover his body. No.
1: Huh? Wait, do we not know where he's buried?
0: No, we know where she's buried. Interesting. They don't know where he's buried. His death is really
1: a shrouded Real mystery. Real weird. Oh, she buried him alive.
0: There's also a story of a jilted maidservant. Oh. A woman who was said to be exploring the third floor of the mansion was allegedly very much frightened by the ghost of a maid. The maid came at her, startling her, coming down this aisle, um appearing almost out of nowhere, doing that weird like ghost movie thing where they're down for a moment and then uh. they appear closer. And apparently she was frightened so much that she suffered a heart attack and died in the house. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. And another one in the house of death. Yeah. This maid often can be seen on the third floor and is not an isolated incident. She's seen by workers during the renovations, and she was also seen by staff members of the museum. Between the maidservant, between the Hessian, between Stephen Jumel... And even mentions of the ghost of Aaron Burr being notably Mm. visible in the house, but most prominently Eliza Bowen Jumel, the house is quite full of ghostly apparitions. In 1981, Audrey Braver, the director of the museum at the time, had said to the New York Times, quote, there is atmosphere, there is mystery, there is history, (laughs) there is also no ghost. There are simply troublesome people who think they are, who think there are. She was one of those people. We spoke. Yeah. we spoke last time around people who were like, yeah, this is haunted. Yeah. Enjoy that. She was one of those people who like, no, this house is not haunted. Pay no mind to yeah, that.
1: Yeah, Merchant House started off like that, too. They were like, yeah, we just want to talk about the history. And then finally, they were like, we want to talk about the ghosts.
0: But she did have to mention that, quote, on occasion, I will have a very unusual phenomenon with four or five-year-old kids. They refuse to walk down the hallway to this back room. Hmm. They'll say, no, no, can't go down that hall. Bad things down there.
1: Ooh. What is it about children?
0: What is it about children?
1: Why do they see all the ghosts?
0: As for a recent ghost sightings, the museum's current executive director, Carol Ward, said that reports of strange energy in the house are very common. At times, she notices strange sounds and lights going on and off. Ooh. there is nothing more... Uh, nothing more than that, usually, nothing terribly menacing. Um, and most of the apparition, the only time that an apparition has caused any sort of harm was when the lady died of a heart attack by mm. seeing ghosts ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, they're generally pretty calm and easy breezy ghosts. Just yelling at people to get off their lawn. Just yelling at people to get off their lawn. Limowell Miranda would visit the Jubel Mansion many times and mm-hmm. sit in Aaron Burr's room at his desk. And write lyrics to Hamilton the Musical.
1: What a place to do it. Um,
0: so that's that little connection there. And um, that's kind of <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow.
0: Heavy on the history, a little lie on the mystery today. Sorry, folks.
1: I, you know, I disagree. Some of that history led to a mystery in which someone was murdered. We had murder. We had ghosts.
0: All things we know and love.
1: We had a ghost murder, right? We had a the ghost, ghost murder. Who mur- I mean, I guess it was more like manslaughter causing a heart attack, but
0: we had our visit visit from our our favorite character now, the the old Southern gentleman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's gonna.
0: I'm so happy we're starting to build characters on the show.
1: Yes. Yes uh, We should have a name For the old southern gentleman He's the old southern gentleman uh, Okay okay, that works I said hello there <laughs>
0: It's
1: the only thing I'm gonna Only voice I'm gonna ask you To read anything in anymore
0: I said Eliza Did you kill your husband With them That they're pitchfork what you're talking about <laughs> this show's is <just> gonna be <laughs> voices sorry folks you hate when we do voices
1: <laughs> we warned you we warned you and In literally the, the,
0: the trailer we we're like this is what you're gonna get weird voices
1: they thought we were joking
0: <laughs> if you like to go visit the museum you
1: can Ooh. Um,
0: it's it's open for for tours you
1: know what's interesting is at the time that it was built if it was built up there it would have been in like countryside like washington heights was very remote in that period
0: yeah i mean quite i mean that's why this house was built it was built up on a hill right there's a really cool picture i'm gonna post on social media about the house overlooking the polo grounds the old
1: polo grounds oh. baseball stadium
0: where um the giants used to play and the wow. mets played for a season it's a really cool photo i came across House is gorgeous, you know. Um, the museum's open uh, Thursdays through Sundays. On Thursdays, there's self-guided tours from one to four. Friday and Sunday, the mansion and grounds uh, at eleven are open, and there's self-guided tours from one to to four. And um, I believe there are offerings every now and then of uh, of ghost tours. Yes. Here at the mansion, we so do uh, this. special special um, special events. I come want to across. do VPs there. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that's, that is basically, yeah. Wow.
1: We should, we should go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to do some E V P work.
0: Yeah. There's going to be a, 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 bit, you know, once this, once things got a little easier to, to work in the world, we're going to go to a bunch of these sites and hopefully, uh, bring some of you along with us because be we would love to, to, to kind of create, we like to meet the people who listen to our show First and yeah. foremost Because we know that you, you do We see the numbers Right We appreciate You exist And um, if you're a first time listener today Welcome to the show That's the old southern gentleman um, <laughs> <laughs> And um, be sure to um Follow, like, subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, and Spotify, be sure to to rate as well, five stars. We appreciate it. Um, we didn't do this so next week. We'll do. uh We'll get our listener of the month. Oh yeah, because we do have stickers now, and those stickers we are do. all available. And if you like a sticker, for now, just message us on our on, yeah. our Instagram, and we'll we can send you a sticker. Send you a sticker. Um, they're just they're just three bucks. Nice. Um, so if you want our sticker You can see a picture of them on our social media We're going to set up a little shop But right now we only have those stickers So it seems very silly yeah. to set up a whole thing for that So if right. you want a sticker of our logo, um, you can see the image on uh, all of our stuff and the sticker. We have an image on our on our uh, Instagram. Um, just message GM us on the Instagram, and we will get you all set up with that. And
1: let us know what other merch you would want to see.
0: Yeah, there, there's a lots of rumors of different th- different shirts people would want to wear mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with, with random things that we say and do on our show.
1: A lot of things that happen, but are for ghosts.
0: Yeah, it's mostly just fill in the blank but for ghosts. Yeah. So, um, well, that. That is that, Christina. Well,
1: thanks, Adam.
0: I'm so glad we got to take a trip uptown. Yeah, it's quiet uptown. It's one quite- may say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could uh, kick, kick off the new year with some ghosts.
0: <laughs> well, um, I've been Adam Mays. I've been
1: Christina Marinelli. And
0: thanks for taking a ride on the New York Mister Machine. Tommy Hall, Hall gosh, for
1: ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs>